God rest the queen. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Queen Elizabeth II, A Golden Book Biography, by Jen Arena, illustrated by Monique Dong, published by Golden Books. Because of the Queen's recent passing, we're going to review a little golden biography titled Queen Elizabeth I.I. Today we get to learn all about the Queen's early life and how she came to be the Queen. Will we learn something new about the United Kingdom's longest-serving Queen? Or will this book be a bunch of pish-posh? Well, grab a spot of tea and come along. We begin with the basics. Queen Elizabeth was born on April 21st, 1926. Ah, the Roaring 20s. Boy, those were some wild times. With telephones rapidly being developed, a guy could finally hit up his side piece. Jazz was hot, and people were drinking heavily, celebrating their first World War win over the Germans. I'm sure all these things play a part in how she was conceived. The Queen's full name was Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor. Oh, jeez. She had two middle names. That's a little much, don't you think? Just make up your mind and pick one. Was she too good for one middle name like the rest of us? Her parents are those people who are like, My child is unique. She needs more than just one middle name to set herself apart. As if she's going to be special or something. Uh, moving on. Jen explains that Queen Elizabeth had a sister and they were both princesses. And she gets into how they grew up. Quote, Elizabeth and Margaret first lived in a townhouse in London. It had 25 bedrooms and a ballroom, but it wasn't a palace. End quote. A townhome? Get the hell out of here. The place had a ballroom. That's like calling the Biltmore House a mobile home, a Ferrari a golf cart, or a water park a porta potty. Actually, that last one might be accurate. As a child, she loved horses. Well, that explains a lot about how she was able to love Prince Charles so much. Whew. Now that's a face only a mother could love. The Queen's nickname was Lilibet. A nickname has never been more fitting. That little bet worked out quite well for her parents and the UK. It turns out Lilibet and her sister were the trailblazers of her time. Her mom must have been one of the upset mommies before they were upset mommies taking on school boards. Because they were homeschooled. You know, we used to make fun of homeschooled kids for being socially awkward weirdos. And now... Well, we still do, but the whole homeschooling thing has taken off, and maybe some of that could be credited to Queen Elizabeth. This is interesting. It turns out Queen Elizabeth II wasn't always in line for the throne. Her dad had an older brother who became king, but was only king for a short time, and then stepped away, which allowed Queen Elizabeth's dad to take over as king. Only... 
The book doesn't tell you why his brother gave up the throne, which is disappointing. So I had to do my own research for you guys. It turns out her uncle, King Edward VIII, was king for only about a year. And the reason he stepped away is because he wanted to marry a woman who was twice divorced and her two previous husbands were still around. Needless to say, this was not a good look. So he stepped away and abdicated his crown to his brother, King George VI, Queen Elizabeth's dad, making her the heir to the crown. Crazy. So Prince Harry wasn't the first royal to go after a crazy lady just looking for status. Turns out that this is a consistent problem for the crown. We now jump to World War II, and we learn that Lilibeth and her sister were moved from London since it was being bombed out, and they were hidden in the countryside. Queen Elizabeth had something of her own podcast out there, though clearly not as profound as this goose is cooked. She made a speech over the radio, giving the kids of England hope. Actually, this sounds more like those teachers who were cooped up during COVID, so they read books to all of one kid on YouTube who was listening. In 1945, the Queen signed up for the British Army. What year did the war end? 1945? Coincidence? I think not. Shortly after the war, Queen Elizabeth married Prince Philip. Sounds like they did the 1940s version of sexting. They wrote each other letters for some time, and then were like, let's make this thang official. When Queen Elizabeth was just 25, her dad died, and she took over the crown. What a weird feeling that has to be. Or, you just won the lottery. You're literally queen. You can do whatever the hell you want. Oh, by the way, your dad died. Jen now touches on some influential work of the queen, discussing her relationship with Nelson Mandela and visiting Ireland being the first British ruler in over a hundred years. Interesting. From all these wackos on Twitter, I would have assumed she was the devil spreading British imperialism around the world, pillaging and plundering wherever she went. Oh wait, under her rule the United Kingdom shrunk faster than Prince Andrew's dick after seeing a girl over 18? Huh. A common theme throughout this book is that the Queen felt she needed to serve the people rather than them serving her. And if that's the case, and she truly did that, which it certainly seems like she did, I don't know how she lived so long. Well, she is human. Quote, Being queen wasn't always easy. Queen Elizabeth once famously said that 1992 was a horrible year. End quote. That was the year Prince Charles divorced Princess Diana. But little did she know, the worst was yet to come in the 2020s, with a couple of princes bringing great shame to the family for various reasons. We'll never know if that's what finally put her into the ground. Whatever did it, we know she needed a rest. And the biography comes to a close, discussing how Great Britain celebrated her tenure as queen, being the longest monarch in history. Yet... Somehow, she never got old. This was a fun one for myself, being an American. I don't really get the whole king or queen thing, since we fought to end that shit. But, I can honestly say, I learned a lot about a lady 
who clearly tried to do what's best for her country every second of her reign. And I hope you got something out of it too. Jin not only taught us a lot about the queen, but she humanized her for the readers, which made this biography more relatable. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I could have used even more information as to how she came to power. But maybe Jen's goal was just to wet our palate. And she certainly did. There wasn't any style or flair needed for this one. It was just a biography of a very special lady's life. As for Ms. Dong's pictures, they were much like the writing. Straightforward. Nothing flashy. She just portrayed the queen in a good light. All I can say after reading this one, and seeing what's been waiting in the wings, she will be missed. God rest her soul. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.6. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for another serving. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.